Nurses and Hypochondriacs, the podcast that brings nurse experts, patients, and hypochondriacs together to discuss hot topics in healthcare. And here is your host, Ercilia Pompilio. Nurses, we're that one group of people that you just don't want to piss off because we'll save your life. But lately, people have been doing just that, pissing us off. I mean, we saw it several years ago with Joy Behar saying that nurses didn't wear stethoscopes and it created a media shitstorm. A few weeks ago, Maureen Walsh, a Republican state senator of Washington state, kind of did the same thing when she said most nurses spend their time playing cards while they're on shift so they don't deserve their breaks. Yeah, that's what I've spent most of my 20 years in the nursing profession doing, playing cards. Uno, poker, war, yeah. But this just in today, the Guinness Book of World Records is denying a nurse her world record title for being the fastest woman to run the London Marathon in a nurse's uniform because she wore trousers. And yes, again, all these things have created a social media flurry hell with memes, Twitter fires, and of course, YouTube videos. But enough is enough, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Today, on our special Nurses Week episode, which I really think we need a Nurses Month, I bring on my sister from the East Coast, Maria Veronica Sanchez. She's won an excellent in teaching award in 2018. She's an advanced practice RN with two decades of clinical experience in various healthcare settings with an emphasis on education, healthcare quality, and patient safety. So what we're going to talk about on this episode is nursing schools. Are they being unscrupulous by just letting anyone in for a profit? Or are they really preparing nurses to be at the bedside and save lives? And why are so many nursing students having a hard time passing the NCLEX? We're going to talk about all that and how you need to make sure your eyebrows are not arched so you give your students bitch face so they go and complain to the dean about you, which happened to me all the time. And I was like sick and tired of being in the principal's office as a teacher. Okay, no mas. So you'll want to tune into this special Nurses Week episode. It's going to be a ton of fun. And yeah, it's going to make you laugh. Nurse Backpack is a free mobile app designed to help nurses and nursing students manage both their credentials and careers. The app is awesome and very easy to use. You take a photo of your credentials, licenses, immunizations, and other documents, and it's all stored on a secure cloud-based server. The app allows you to set up two different expiration date reminders so you can get a notification on your phone before anything ever expires. Nurse Backpack will even build a resume package for you. If you input your work history and specialties, then the app will package everything together into a professional PDF for you to send to anyone, allowing you to apply to your dream job with one click of a button. With Nurse Backpack, you never have to worry about losing another document, missing a shift due to expired licenses, or keeping track of all the paperwork. The app does it all for you. Click the link in the description at the end of this podcast to download the app for free today. So I don't know, I got a pair of sixes and I got two aces. What you got, Veronica? Well, I think I have a flush. Ah, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. You win. You want to put a wager? You want to put a wager? No, because you win. (laughs) How about, all right, so if I win, can I make you do something? No. Come on. I was going to tell you, since I won, I was going to tell you, can you go check on that patient? Oh, my God. Which one? The one on on. Yeah. 50 million meds? That's yours, girl. It's not mine. All right, well, then let's let's play another round. Another round. Another round. All right. 
Another round. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Veronica. Woohoo! Hi. Ay, ay, ay. It's been a shit show in the nurse world. I mean, um, we're starting off our whole Nurses Week episode, or I should say Nurses Month. Because I real. Think we need a month. And I don't understand why all these politicians are like freaking picking on us. People pick on us all the time. What the fuck? Pick on like attorneys, pick on like, I don't know what else nobody picks on doctors you ever realize that i I swear well you know unless they're killing people i think the reason they pick on us is because every year we get voted the most trusted profession i know people are jealous yeah exactly don't be jealous everybody's like wait why like they don't work they're sitting on their asses eating donuts playing cards oh yeah and we're like yeah well you know what they still trust us better than anything else yeah so yeah i don't know i'll have a donut on that I don't know. I mean, it's been crazy. So we have that one politician. Uh, what was her name in oh, Washington? Senator Maureen. Walsh. Senator yeah. Walsh. Maureen Walsh. You know, and she was the one who made all the drama about the playing cards. And people actually sent her cards, which, I mean, I would save my $10 in postage and handling. And no, I've been meaning to. I've been no, meaning no, no, to. No, but no, no, actually- no, 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 Don't do that. Don't do that. It's such a waste of time. Uh, she had boxes of cards. She, she took a picture and she was all smiling. So it was really stupid. Oh, she so she did get PR. them? Uh, yeah, she did right, get them. And so here's the thing. This is what I did instead of... Um, Buying. Wait, but did she backtrack? Did she apologize? Um, not really, not really. But so. they, yeah, I, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, no. But that bill, whatever she said, they're like, no. Yeah, yeah, the one they, for breaks. Uh-huh. the one for breaks um, in Washington. So, I mean, I don't want to get all political because I am having um, somebody, a politician, actually come on who is a nurse to kind of speak more. Sure. So, um, but what I did instead of buying the cards and sending them you know, because everybody was doing that. And I always like to go out of the box and do something different. Uh-huh. I actually bought a Starbucks for my BFF. Oh. Yeah. He works at an urgent care, very busy. He actually was having a bad day and I just kind of got the idea in my head. So I bought the Starbucks. I went to his clinic and um, he opens the door. Like cause I texted him, I was there and he opens the door and I'm like, I'm here for my pap smear. Like really, dying, you know, and I bought him a, um, a Starbucks and he was having a bad day. He had a patient with a uh, emergency high, high blood sugar, like over 500 where the, the mm-hmm. glucometer isn't reading anymore. So he was, you know, right. The insulin, he was kind of having a panic attack and go figure. She ends up signing out AMA. Because she needed, to, she needed to go home and eat chicken Alfredo. Of course. Okay. It's ready. It's in the oven. It's ready. So, you know, he was just what like. What would you do? Come well, on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, dying. Well, that was really nice chicken. of you. If, yeah. If, you, if you're going to eat, if you're going to die, you might as well have some chicken Alfredo, right? That's what so I that's say. what she chose instead of going to the ER. Um, so I brought him a Starbucks and it made him feel good, you know? And so yeah, I think that that's, that's really nice. instead of the cards, you should buy your BFF who's a nurse, a Starbucks or something. You're right. No, this nice. is true. This is, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just that sometimes being like snarky just helps for mental health, but right. you're right. We should always pay it forward, be nice, you know, help our, our fellow nurses that are going through it. So I totally agree. It's, your yeah. plan is much better. Yeah. Thank you. So, Veronica, yeah. so you have a pretty interesting uh, nursing career. You've spent 20 years in the profession. Yeah. Much like myself. Yep. I was like, she's my sister. She's me, gente. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm your East Coast sister. You are my East Coast sister because um, we've, <laughs> we've done a lot of, like, we've been around. We've done uh, several things that are very similar. Uh, and you are a writer and a storyteller as well, which is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. So you have been an educator, much like myself. So tell us about what's going on in the nursing world. It's been, the last time I taught at a university was about 2008. Things were getting very ugly at that time. Um, It wasn't like nursing school when I went to nursing school back in 1996, where you just 
I don't know. I enjoyed nursing school. It was very difficult, but that was before the internet. You know, you had to go spend yeah. hours in the library. You had to do lots of research. Um, you know, you studied your ass off and you just made it through. You didn't question anything. You just made yeah, it Yeah, and you would type your papers and carefully yes. remember typing. You would type your papers, um, <laughs> use whiteout, um, yes. stuff up. I mean, it was, it was intense, but made it through, you know, I passed my boards on the first time, but now I, I mean, people that I hear going through nursing school, it's like, they have to take all these tests before they get in, yes. which yes. I think is crazy. I never had to take a test to get in. I just got it, uh, based on, well, my, I mean, yeah, but so, so what's yeah, going on with true. that? But I hear the, the complaining, uh, people are not passing their NCLEXs like they used to. That's correct. And, you know, what is going on with this? So, sure. So, I'll tell you that from experience. So, I actually teach the NCLEX prep course uh, for at a variety of schools here in the Northeast region. So, every year when graduation cycle comes up, I spend the majority of the spring and the summer going into different schools and teaching. Um, the, in my case, I teach the Kaplan resources, right? And so... What, what I've seen is that schools of nursing, universities, more and more are contracting with Kaplan services or other similar ones to come in and teach the prep course to get the students ready for the NCLEX, right? The licensing exam. Well, what I find is that they, the schools are relying on like Kaplan and these other companies to sort of provide and fill in the gap of what the education didn't get to, right? So their curriculum. So yeah, so I come in and I teach and I have all these students who are really upset because I'm giving them like prep questions and they're like, well, how are we ever supposed to know that? No one ever taught us that part. I didn't know that that was a contraindication for whatever, blah, 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 right? And so they're really upset. And so I'm there for three days and I'm like, I can't teach a nursing school in three days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you have to come ready with some content so, so a lot of things have happened. So for starters, uh, during the Obama administration, there was more uh, regulations were passed to um, like correlate NCLEX passing rates to financial funding, right? So like financial aid. So then, yeah. So then if your school had, you know, less than like, I don't know, like I think like 75% is like, I guess the minimum, right? So, but if you're in the 80s and or like 90s, you're like a good school, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to report their passing rate. So that's like a publicly reported like stat. So you have to report that. And then if you got less than whatever it was designated for state or however it is, then you would not get financial aid up front, right? So wow. you would get it on the back end or not at all, right? So that's what started happening and that's what you've seen in the press or like in your area a lot of schools that have closed down mm -hmm. because these schools were relying on those funds to keep it going so what they do is that it's like a factory they accept right. more students who they don't care whether you're prepared or not prepared yep. and then they just take your money whether that student like fails and flunks out or and or yeah, defaults, they don't care. They don't care. They got their money. So that's like mm -hmm. the student's problem. They're defaulting on their loans. So then now that it was being attached to the NCLEX passing rate, the schools are like, oh crap, like now we need to really be teaching stuff so they could pass this or we're not gonna make money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that and so I think the gap has become, oh, bringing these like other professors from like the Kaplan or these other programs, we pay them and they teach these students and they get them to pass the NCLEX. So, so that's not really a fix. And what's happening really is that the state of like education, it's in peril. That's really what's happening. But like, no one's talking about like the shortage of like faculty that it's like dwindling. There's really like at the schools, you have one professor that teaches like five, four or five classes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Somebody. Yeah. I've worked at that. That's that. That's where I um. I was working at a school like that. But. Right. And then also you have, um, you know, if you're a clinical instructor, they give you like tons of students, and like, how can you possibly oversee all these students? And then even when you are 
you know, in the hospital, you know, precepting and following them, you can't find enough nurses that want to take students. Right. So it's, it's this like trickle effect that has to do with like the volume that they need to keep these doors open, these schools, especially if they're for profit, then you can't keep up. Then you don't have enough faculty because the faculties are retiring, right? They're all these mm-hmm. like older yeah, nurses they don't, they who don't like enough. They don't. They right. Don't, they don't. The exactly. So usually is around forty, forty-five dollars an hour. And if you're right. paying, uh, it, it's great for someone who's kind of retiring and doesn't really need to make a big income. But uh, why why do that when you can make much more as a nurse and are correct? So exactly. And so then you have, you know, nurses are not going into education for exactly those reasons. One, it doesn't pay enough Two, it's not that much fun. You know, it's not like, you know, like super exhilarating work. You're just like dealing with students all day. And then, you know, like unless you're working for a large school, like a a big, like accredited institution, right, where you're like doing research, it's just not that fun for you. And so, so that's what we're not recruiting, right? So, so that's what's happening. So you have all these faculty nurses that are in like, you know, close to retirement age because they're like, oh, I'm like dwindling my career down. I'll just teach a little. And so you have a higher number outgoing, retiring, not enough people coming in. And you're still having large numbers of students. And so people say, like, like, you know, people that are not in healthcare, they're like, well, why is there a shortage of nurses if I see, like, nursing schools everywhere and, like, ads on the, like, subway and the bus? Mm-hmm. And, but that, and that's the answer. The answer is, like, sure, there's a lot of people that want to become nurses. Not enough are becoming, mm-hmm. you know. They don't make it through the, the final or yeah. they don't pass the NCLEG. And then the ones that do, like, they leave the, the field within a few years. Yeah, within, like, I think the, the, the survey said about five years is the medium. Uh, right, which is so sad. Is leaving, yeah. Uh, right. Because they can't hack it. They don't teach you that in school. It, it's really no, tough. No, they don't. I, I mean, yeah. when I was teaching, this is what the students would tell me. I mean, the, I, I, I don't know what career they thought they were going into. I mean, I was told <laughs> right off the bat. They're like, listen, sister. Like, first day of school, they're like, this is what this is. You can leave yep. right now. They told you. And um, I remember one of my um, uh, nursing teachers was like, oh, you don't make money in this profession. You can go into uh, real estate if that's what you want to do, if all you want to do is make money. But this is a different type of profession. You really need to care for people. You really, sure. it's really a heart and soul type of thing. You know, but I would get my students, they were like, because I remember I had bought a BMW. Uh, this was back in about 2007. Uh, and there's well, that's a story, nice. Well, there's a long story <laughs> on why about my BMW. It's, it's kind of crazy. I'm not going to go into it now. Uh, but, you know, I've I, I, been in the nursing profession forever already. And um, so I did. And, and so these students were like, I still have my BMW, by the way. Still, you know, go, it's going strong 10 years now. Wow. Um, but, but they were like, I want to be like you. I want to go buy a BMW. Dude, you people have a ton of student loans. You need to focus yep. on yourself. Yep. I go, I am a homeowner. I've been through the ringer. You don't know my life. All you're seeing is my shiny new car. Um, That's right. But, you don't but know that, me. And they don't know. They, they were just <laughs> wanting to be where I was at. I had so many students go, I want to be where you're at. And I'm like, in yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, that yeah, nobody wants in, honey, to go through, yeah. You know, they don't yeah. want to go yeah. through the hard work. Or, um, you know, they have these new Meccan programs. I don't know if uh, they have them. Oh, I don't even know work. what that is. The Meccan are no. the, they're uh-uh. the, the entry level there. So if you have a bachelor's in something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Entry into practice. those yes, master's yes. entry level and you could get your leadership degree. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, and I think they're like two year programs, right? And, yep. uh, and, and already they are training these, they're two or three years, something like that. They're training these people and saying, oh, well, you could be a manager, you know, right out of school. Yep. But yep. you don't have any nursing experience. You know, yeah. I don't want, well, I don't want you know, yeah. to be like, you got no floor. Well, experience yeah. You know, absolutely. Well, that's the same uh, concept, very similar to what we're, we were discussing about MPs going yes, straight into masters happening. without any. Right. And so it's like the, you know, it's, it's side sidekick, right? So you have people, you have, oh, you're an RN, you want to be a manager here, take this course, be a manager and off you go. Yeah. Or you're an RN. Oh, you so want to be an MP? Here, go quickly. So yep. 
Right, right. And so, yeah. And so these, these new RNs with zero, zero experience are going into these MP positions and they're getting very little pay. I mean, they'll accept the, yeah. the 50 bucks an hour, $45 an hour, whatever, you know, anybody is offering them and they'll accept that they'll eat it and they'll love the title because it feeds their ego. Oh yeah. So yeah. I get to, I get to write prescription blah 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 look at me yeah and they love that but they have a zero zero background and they are they're bastardizing the profession because they're making us look bad because of all these you know i mean here in california because that's how we met we were on twitter and you posted that la times article, yes and that yes. guy with like two followers was like oh yeah and he was like bullying you and I jumped in I was like what the hell and he just kept going on and on and um oh my god I saw his logic because I I see what he's talking about you know but then again he is a bit of uneducated himself because technically the way and and P in the way they they um, design the role to be is you have to have experience as a nurse you have to have put in the hours you know I had 10 years behind my belt and a lot of that was working in several children's hospitals as a low as a registry nurse so i had a ton i had seen everything under the sun and then some so when i was able to go into my clinicals i saw i knew what i was looking at i knew the syndrome of course like it was just right there you know um and and there were other people in my class who you know there was one girl she was an, an or nurse you know, and she was having right. a, a hard time with her clinicals and stuff and, right. and everything. And, and so, it, 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 you know, but I see these people coming in and that's all they want. They want the title, they want this and they want that. But then once they're in, they're like, this sucks because they don't have that knowledge yeah. base. And so they're bastardizing the profession because people are like, see, doctors need so many hours, you know, yeah. but NPs only need this many hours. And I, and I kept going, yeah, but every NP is different. Because with me, I had 10 years under my belt. Yeah. Thousands yeah. upon, well, thousands, yeah, upon so, thousands of hours of experience, much more than a brand new pediatrician. Of course, of course. You know? And so that's, that, that's the, the thing is that it used to be that to get into an MP program, to just to be accepted, you had to have, you know, X amount. You need to have an RN license and you needed to have practice for X amount of hours, right? Exactly. Or years. That's how it was. When and I so, yes. right. And that's how it was. You would apply and you, you know, if you, how long have you been a nurse? Where have you worked? They would look at your resume, you know, like, it's not just about like, Oh, I want to be an MP. Like, great. Good for you. But can you be one? That's, mm-hmm. you know, what they wanted to, to see. And that um, requirement has been lifted in most schools. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it's all, yeah, money. Because, it's all uh, money. It's all yeah, money. Yeah. And you also know. it's because the same sort of that, that, that paradigm about like the doctor and the hierarchy and the NP and the hierarchy, they're trying to, the nursing industry is really trying to push nurses further and further into education, which I find that it's nice, you know, in theory, I think like, yeah, that's great. Everyone be as educated as you can be, but Get your not DNA. every, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just yeah. a piece of paper. I mean, they don't, yeah. they don't even, you go to these clinics, they don't care. I, I had, I went to one, I was like, Hey, I'd like to get my DMP. Are you guys going to give me some time to, you know, study and go to work? And do I get a, a do I get a, some money for doing that? And they said, absolutely right. not. We don't need you to do that. You know, so this, right. you don't really need a DMP. You don't need a DMP. It's all about no, all you money. don't. But the thing it's is that money. they have the schools have changed the name. So now, if you want to get a nurse practitioner, yeah, it's a uh, you want to go into that program. It is a DMP, right? So they already immediately like like you know they rebranded the it. Thing, they re- right? they rebranded yeah. it. It's so, rebranding. Com- you know, completely. because then it's it is more money too. Right, because it, it also buys you like two more years or whatever. Right. You know, and then they say, oh, you know, now you're going to be called doctor. And it's like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Exactly. It, it's, yeah. And it, yeah. And so it's catering to that mentality of those nurses who want to go through like the fast track and like, you know, the, the fast shopping cart, you know, where I can just yeah. go 10 items or less. And then they're just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because they're like, okay, well, I've been a nurse for 10 minutes. What's next for me? Exactly. Um, can you call me doctor? And it's like, yeah. And I want my BMW. Program. 
and I want my yes, exactly <laughs> right and so then that's what happens so when people say where are the nurses where are all these shortage of nurses well those are all the nurses are trying to go for all these programs and so nobody wants to be on the floor you no. know because nobody wants to put in the work that used to be required and that most there, there was supposed to be enough in that role for you to stay for a decade for two decades for three decades if you wanted to because there was growth you know you could be charge nurse you could be nurse manager you yeah. could be whatever like mm -hmm. there were all these tracks that you could stay within so you don't have to leave your unit so you could really love whatever field of expertise you're in now nobody cares i mean nobody speaking cares. for myself like i i can't imagine working on the floors like i rather like i said go work like and be a cashier or target or something else i would mm -hmm. never go back to the floor like I, I rather go do something fun. Like working on the floors is really hard work. It's and very so, hard work. Very yeah, hard. and we're not we're not training and we're not preparing nurses to do that. We we, we push them out there, and I say that me because I'm included as an educator. Like I mean, I'm not solving the problem, but right. I'm trying not to make it worse. But you know, so but I tell them, I said, you guys have to put in the work. You need to go find the job that you're gonna hate and be comfortably hating yeah. it for a couple of yeah. years. That's okay. Like just sit there and just like do it and then really that's like the core of nursing and then if right. you could do that then you're like okay i have it i have my skills i'm good now where i can go you know and right. nobody wants to do that nobody and wants to do some it. of and they it don't, they don't understand the benefit of doing that of getting they don't. confident you know because they, they used don't. to have do you remember the novice to expert you know philosophy yes absolutely yes where uh you know as the novice nurse it's like one to two years and then you move into the yes. practice and then you do that they're not teaching that anymore you no know? It's i know very, very sad and it is very true i mean and i think with any profession you you just have to like break your balls you have to pop your cherry you have to just get yep. there and and mm -hmm. do the work and it brings confidence it brings those skills to you it's it, it, and it's just automatic then when you're doing them i mean you're yeah. gonna be like me at um like starbucks uh, you know assessing people like, like oh well that i think that per look at that person's got a tick this and this is going on or whatever oh yeah you i do that all the time don't shut that uh, it, it's just like oh my god it, that kid you know he's working he's walking a little crooked he's got blah 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 going on and stuff yeah well and i that's, 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 that's how it's a psych nurse so i'm like <laughs> oh, my God. oh no like you you need no 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 like that what's happening there your flat affect is really like worrisome oh yeah like, yeah <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm constantly giving diagnosis less left and right to people and stuff like that yeah. well i don't give it i just hold it and then i just like <laughs> take a deep breath and keep it moving like i just can't you know yeah. i just yeah but I yeah know. but it, it's sad it's, it's a sad state of affairs Although there's a lot happening, you know, because I want the profession to be embraced like fully as, you know, this academic, legit, like evidence-based practice. So I wanted to have more recognition and I know we need more educated nurses with really higher degrees and going into PhDs and doing research. Totally get that. But that's not to say that every nurse needs to do that. You know, that's, that's you. my spiel. I right. had a student um, and he was an engineer. So he went into the, one of those programs that I was teaching at uh -huh. the advanced practice nurse program. And so his goal was, well, I just want a PhD. Like he never wanted to work the floor. I just yep. want a PhD. And I was like, why? He goes, because I, it looks good behind my name. Seriously. I just want a PhD. What are you going to do with it? You know? So yeah. yeah so no, he got yeah. accepted. <laughs> So he did because they had this special program with this other university. And so he got accepted into a PhD program for Gerald. Do you think he even touched a geriatric patient? I don't think so. Oh, that's I mean, insane. That's and, and the, terrible it's clinic. It's so sad. And, and I know people that are in school with him, they're like, oh, he's got such an ego. I go, he's never worked the floor. I go, I'd like shoot him down. I mean, I liked him. He was a nice guy and stuff like that. But I was like, your philosophy, your thinking is backwards. Like, I, I, do you really think I go, so what job? Cause then I ran into him again while he was in this program and I go, so what kind of job do you think you're going to get? He goes, Oh, well the school says they're going to put us as teachers. I go, all of you, there's like 20 people in your class. I don't need 20 oh. teachers, you know? And I yeah. go, and number two, why would I take your class when, what if I have 20 years of experience or, you know, 10 years of experience? Yeah. Now you're going to be teaching me, 
you know, oh, yep. it's because I learned the philosophies. And so I go, go, shut up. You know, I go, no, right. no, that's stupid. You know? Yeah. But then what happens is that these are the, the guys like him and people like him are the ones that end up teaching the next generation of oh, nurses. Yeah, and yeah, and no, how can no, you no. teach when you're not a nurse? Like you haven't done it. Like, how can you tell me like the textbook says, you know, look on the pupils are dilated this much. Okay. In the real life, like what are we really story? looking at? Exactly. 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 I have a story. I have like millions of stories, which is why I do storytelling and stuff of stuff that I've seen. And I see it all the time, you know, and I'm, I'm always talking with my nurse practitioner colleagues on what are they seeing? I mean, like, look with the measles outbreaks. I asked my nurse oh, yes. friend at the urgent care, you know, I go, I think it's a little bit, I think it's going a little crazy. We're going to do another episode on bioterrorism. And I have a, a germ guy coming on to talk about this. Great. But I go, I think it's crazy all of a sudden now, like what now? Why? Because they have a new vaccine that someone's launching. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I saw maybe one case that kind of could have been a measles and I sent it to the ER. I go, but I, I don't know. And I asked my friend, he's like, man, eh. he goes, I kind of saw one that could have looked like he said the same thing. He goes, but I don't know, but he sees my patient, my friend literally sees like 90 patients on a busy day. He sees high, high volume. And if he's like, I mean, you know, who knows if it's real or not real. It's like, we got to really, I'm not saying it's not real and don't, don't, nobody attack me on this. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Yeah, sure. It could happen. But, you know, anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, how would you know? going back to like the skills if you're not a skilled yeah. you know clinician how would you know like hey this like red flag this looks like something odd let's like you know let's isolate that kid and put him in a different room while we figure out what the hell's going on right you know right and and that's the thing it's like and, and there are these these small acts that contribute to like big terrible horrible outcomes that happen right and so it, it takes a good clinician's eye to figure out Hey, like this is something odd. Let's right. like call experts. You know, you know, and that's the thing. What I say about like the nursing practice and like everyone trying to specialize and like want to know everything. And and I even tell my students this who are trying to pass the NCLEX, like you're not going to know everything. You're not supposed to. Like supposed there's no to. way that you're going to know everything. All you need to know is that if you work on knacking your assessment skills, you just need to know that something looks, feels, or like sounds odd. You don't have to define it. You don't have just call somebody else who like yeah. does this a hundred times a day. And all, your job is to just pass this on and say, Hey, this does looks away from the norm. Like, I want to know what it is. Like, let me call somebody. Let me like figure this out. That's why it's like a multidisciplinary team. Like you're not yeah. supposed to like do everything yourself. Right. Right. But, it's a, it, you it, know, this is what people don't realize that healthcare, it's a team practice yeah team sport I guess you want to say it it does take a team it's not just the doctor like we see on tv and this is what's not good and I've seen a lot of branding and marketing from uh, people and I guess they're trying to say look we have a lot of doctors here and I understand that but I think they really need to market it as a team approach like everybody has their skill set. I mean, my, my medical assistants would come to me and um, I was working at a place that had a lot of uh, PAs and nurse practitioners there and they did have some physicians. And so they would come to me and say, I know what the difference between a, an NP and a physician is. And I go, what are you talking about? Like, what is that? Like, you tell me. And they're like, well, NPs tend to listen more. And I'm like, okay, well, that's exactly. out of your mouth. And I did personally take an active listening class way back when in nursing school, back in my associate degree program at PCC. So I can attest to we learned how to listen. Um, well, we have I don't know to because we're picking up the cues. We're, we're you know, we, and especially now with, the, you know, with so much electronic medical records that you're, you know, you're looking at the screen and you're not looking at the patient. Right, right. So if you're not going to look at the patient, then you better listen, like, please, like, pay attention and sad to say that like these skills are not really taught in medical school so you know and mm-hmm. it, imagine if like to be a medical school you have to be a doctor because before you could be a doctor that that's like right. ha- kind of like to define like the nursing role in like advanced practice it's like you have to have been a nurse before you could be a nurse so right. it's like you know how to do it really good well these guys these residents that go into to, you know becoming doctors like they don't know. They just haven't been exposed. No. It's not their fault. 
And now so, you know, and, yeah. and, but patients feel like, oh, but it has MD next to their name. So it must be good. It must be and, good. Exactly. Right. Like and they don't understand. Or Louis Vuitton. It must be a good bag. <laughs> yes. It must be a good brand. And it's like the inside it's ripping and the zipper yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Or like mine has bunches of ink stains on it from all my pens, but I'm a writer. Absolutely. That's how, that's yeah. how you can tell I'm a writer. But anyway, um, yeah. So lots of craziness in nursing education that we just talked about. And you just try to push these people through, right? But what is the main thing? Like, why do they want to be nurses? What are you hearing? So for the most part, uh, I see the larger number is there's two kinds. You either have uh, nurses that are like LPNs or you have uh, people that were like certified nursing assistants or uh, medical assistants and they just, they want to do something more. They want to have more autonomy. They want to obviously get paid more. So they've already been working in the field. So for them, it's just like validation and like kind of, you know, succeeding in their goals. So they go into an RM program. Then you have people who have had just any other career under the sun and they're tired. They're like, you know, it's not meaningful. It's not rewarding (laughs) or, you know, go into if you're tired. Well, well, Hey, listen, there's so (laughs) many people coming into it like that. Like so many, I've had so many students like that. And so I've had a student that was an architect. I had another student that was, yeah, that was um, an arts teacher. I had somebody who was like an interior designer I, you know, like you I name had it, some of you those know, people too. Yeah. I had some film people too, which I was like, oh yes. God, why would you leave? You know, yeah. exactly. I had somebody that worked at a bank. And so there are people that are like, you know, I feel like I had an okay job, but I want to do more. And I just, want I want to help people. Right. I want right. something rewarding. And so, you know, and I'm like, I'm not going to knock them. So I would just be like, okay, like you're in for like a real like treat here. This is like the most rewarding, but you're also going to be super tired. It's not the bank. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I they don't close, yeah. before I became a nurse, actually. Oh, so. <laughs> right. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, we're not going to close the doors at five. So are you okay with that? You know, you can't look at banker hours. So, <laughs> yeah. And so then, right. And so then these are the people that come, right. So the, this is what we call like second career nurses, right. They're coming yes. in. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of schools that are offering these programs that are also kind of like fast track to like get you through the prereqs because they have non-science degrees. So they have bachelors for like an arts and another thing. So they're coming in kind of fresh. So they are at a disadvantage in terms of they need to get like their basic stuff, their anatomy, physiology, chemistry, math, right. whatever. And so, um, you know, but they, they try to get them through quickly so that yeah. they don't take that long because these are people that are like midlife. So they don't, they don't have four years to be in school. Right. You know, and so and then you have like a a share, a good share of people that um, already worked in similar fields helping people. So you get like your social workers, your cops, your firemen, you know, and they're people that just want to do more because the the registered nurse um, title gives you more flexibility. You can work in any setting, you can work anytime. Right. It is. It, it. Let me tell you. I think it is one of the professions out there that you could do almost anything and work almost absolutely. Anything. And I mean, you yeah. are a testament to that. I am a testament. Yeah, to that. I mean, I sure. even worked at Disneyland as a Disneyland health services right. nurse. You know, uh, I, I, I am putting in my book all the places that I've worked at and been, and how flexible I've been, and now. I even created my own career in it and it is, it is a wonderful rewarding career and you can do so, so much in, which I don't think there's any other career that you could do that. in. I was taking, um, this is funny. I took a grant writing class online and I had said, you know, I, I, and I, told that to the teacher. I was like, this is this profession, blah, blah, blah. Cause she had said, why do you want to take this class? And I wrote that. And she's like, you can attribute that to any career. And I go, I beg to differ. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, uh, maybe you can, and maybe a few people do it. Like you'll see that uh, attorney that's doing different things, you know, very interesting things. Or yeah. That, but it's very small. Uh, nursing, you'll see them everywhere because there were always yeah. sick people. There will always be sick people. So yeah, no, we, I, and you know, and this is what I tell my students, and I guess I tell myself this too, that when I go through like my bouts of complaining, which we do complain a lot, we're very whiny, we, you know, we have, 
we want things how we want them. And so nurses complain. But within that, you know, I do understand that it's like I'm hashtag blessed, you know, because you're like, hashtag, a lot blessed. That, uh, you're hashtag, hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> blessed. Yeah. Blessed. You know, oh, like yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So, you know, because nurses are, you know, we could do whatever we want. We could have the hours that we want. We could work wherever we want. And we have the luxury that the market is in our favor, right? So if you don't like your job, you could just be like, you know what, stick it up yours. And I'm going and I'm already hired tomorrow down the road. And so it goes, right? So you could basically work like anywhere you want, everywhere, you know, obviously granted that you have the skill set, but you know, you don't have to, in other professions, you, you can't just leave your job. You need to be like, you know, strategically plotted out and see like, yeah, where can I work for the competitor? And like, you know, I'm, I'm going to need this reference and da, 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 da. Like as a nurse, you, you are your own reference. Like you're walking around with your resume, you That's know, as long true. as you passed all your, yeah, as long as you pass all your tests, as long as you have your continuing education, you have all your like licenses in place and like, well, you know, the cops are not trying to find you for like killing patients. You're good. Like you're <laughs> off you go. Like, you know, and so like, it's great. So that's, that's why I call, you know, I tell the younger generation, you know, that you're like hashtag blessed because they put that on Instagram everywhere. So you have to be like cognizant that it's not, it's a, it's a luxury to be able to complain about this because especially with like, you know, the recession and the job market, like decline, you, you know, you need to know that no matter where you are, you can live in Alaska or you can live in like Colorado or like wherever in Maine, you have a job down the road they're hiring walk into yes. any hospital and be like oh hey are you hiring uh yes like you want to work when starting tomorrow yes sure right you know so right. you know i mean the the, the fact or that the quality of do, the job yeah you could do locums you could do registry you could do anything i mean you, you could, could do, do anything. anything you could work at cvs i mean uh yeah. Minute clinic. Uh, you, you can do, it is very, very versatile. And in, you know, if you're not afraid, there are some people that are afraid to do something else. If you are very flexible and open to learning different skills yes. and different things, speak many languages, the world is your oyster. Uh, I it mean, really it, is. It's, it's pretty ridiculous um, and, and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it is really a great profession. However, I what I'm seeing now is that people are not respecting it and uh, going no. into it. They don't understand. They're like, I just want to make the money, you know, and yeah. they don't understand when the hard work happens. Yeah. But, you know, but looking at from like a larger scope, I, I find that those people get weeded out eventually or they end up in the jobs that nobody wants. So True. that's okay. Like that's true. Fine. And we were you know, talking like, about that, that, that the lifespan of a new grad nurse usually is yeah. five years. Uh, I don't right. think that's changed. That is an old statistic that I remember that people were about, you know, talking about. And um, so, so your students, do they come back? Do you find them after several years and they do. are just not, they're not doing it anymore? What, what happens? I, well, so no. So luckily all the students I have found are still doing it. That's great. Um, but yeah, so like sometimes I run into them in grocery stores. Yeah. And it's this was like a true story that happened recently. I was grocery store shopping and this lady stops me and says, hi, um, I just wanted, I'm sorry to interrupt your shopping. I just wanted to, you know, say hello. And I have no idea who she is. And so I it's like, oh, okay, hi. And so then she says, well, no, do you remember me? And I was like, um, yeah, of course. No idea who she is. And then she says, oh, I took your class and whatever, whatever. She identifies the class. And I'm like, oh, good. She was my student because I got really, I didn't know she was. So I said, yes, of course. How are you? And whatever. And she mm-hmm. said, I, you know, I just wanted to tell you that I passed the NCLEX after I took That's your class. Great. And yeah, and she's like, and you really changed my life. I was like, what? Wow. I'm going to change your life. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I just saw you a prep course. Like, I didn't change your life. And so she was like, she was like, oh, you really did because you gave us like real life advice and everything that you told us really happened. And you told me what job to get and what, how to do it. And now it's been like three years and I'm happily working and I got a raise. Yeah. And she's like, can I give you a hug? I was like, yes. So I, you know, so I was like, oh, this is good. And so then I've had a subsequent students that I find on like LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. And they say, oh, you know, I took a class somewhere because I've taught in like various states because I've moved around. So I've had students in, in a lot of places. And so 
they'll say, you know, you know, I did this and I follow your advice. And she's like, this is, I always remember that out of all our professors, I, you stood out because you said it like it was, you never said this is going to be the best. And you're like, you're going to hate this most of the time. It's because it's right. from New York. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and I, for me, yeah, I and I was like, it's because I'm Italian. But you, it's from your, you're from New York. Like, I, I just say, right. I need to get in trouble all the time. But Exactly. I'm like, this is how it's going to be. And you're going to hate it. But just take a deep breath and do it. And just like, you know, and, and I would tell them, because I was like, you know, now you're going to go into as a new grad. And now you're going to be like, you know, the little, the little guy in the big, you know, room and you have right. to just know and, and bow your head and, you know, let the big nurse think that she's all that and blah, blah, blah. And so I would kind of walk them through it and they, they were like, yes, everything that you said happened. Oh my God. And I was like, all right. So, you know, I gave them real life advice that nobody did because nobody would in nursing schools, you know, they're yeah. all like, nursing is the best. And and yeah. yes, it is the yeah, best, they're all but the it's also not cheer. so great. They don't tell you the scary stuff. Right. You know, I, well, remember, like- I remember when I was going for NP jobs and these doctors were so shady. They were low-balling me. They weren't giving insurance. They, were not, they, they literally wanted a slave, you know, yep. and just to see patients. And, and back then yep. it was pre-Obamacare, so it was per capita. So you needed to see like high yep. volume. So everybody right. that I knew that was working for these little clinics – that were, you know, independently owned at the time, were seeing like about 50 plus patients. I remember I would, I think on my busiest days, I would see 60. Um, that's, in an, that's an eight hour day. And uh, then I got conned to work a weekend, like Saturdays by myself. And it was opening up the clinic for the physician. And I was there wow. with, with uh, two medical assistants and um, yeah, I would see about 25 patients in four hours and stuff. And people question, how is that good healthcare? Pfft, I don't know. You know, I nah, did my best. You know, it's not. Right. And I had to send who I needed to send to the ER. Um, you know, you just—it's it, not you do the best that you can with that. You know, you're running treatments. Right. You're running. You know, I remember I was like, I had all four or five rooms that we had going. I was like, that one gets treated. That one, you get really, really good. Your brain gets very, very trained in how to work in that environment, you know, but had I not had 10 years of nursing behind my back, I never would have been able no, to No, you would have all the nurses, out. Like, how would you know? Yeah, yeah. All the nurse practitioners at that time that were working at those types of clinics, they all had tons of years and they worked at amazing places. Right. Hospital LA, really high end yeah. places. They were all ICU nurses. They knew they were their brains were like spot on, and they knew how yeah. to handle that volume. You know, it is still very very difficult. You know, I, I don't it it doesn't happen anymore. I mean, I've now I go in majority of places that I work locums. It's twenty five. That's the max. Well, yeah, as it should. Yes, as it should be. Thank God, um, whoever. Right did that. Thank you, Obamacare. Thank you, yeah, Obamacare. Thank you, Obamacare. You know, but they yeah, do, seriously. some of these clinics do give you an incentive if you see past that for their employees. They do. The insurance give will you, like do a little kickback. Yeah. They'll give you a kickback if you see more than 25 or whatever it is. So. Yeah, um, that's fine. I mean, because uh, that's okay. If you're a fast worker, that's great. Yeah. Good for you. But, you know, but it shouldn't be the norm. You know what I'm saying? I don't and, think that should and be you the should, norm. I don't, I no, don't agree with that. I, I, would, I interviewed a couple CMOs uh, about that that run these clinics. And, and there was one, and I do really respect her for saying, no, that's terrible. You know, we don't want to correct pen that greed onto our practitioners, you know. Well, no, so right. Because then really, her. then you're not providing quality care. Yeah. You're providing quantity care, you're right. Providing quantity care. Which right. Is, and yeah. also then you're not providing self-care because like, are you going to go to the bathroom? Are you going to like eat lunch? Yeah. Like you're not, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Right. And so then really like, do you want to see the frazzled, you know, NP taking care of your kid? Or do you want someone who like had some water and like can take a deep breath and say, mm-hmm. hi, what brings you here today? You know? Yeah. I would like, go for a walk yeah, every no. day um, on my oh, break. That's- Perfect. You know, every single day. And to the fact that my medical assistants, like they all knew my, uh, they knew my routine. They're like, are you going on your walk? <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. But you need it. It's like, and I'm like, like it should be per- I think everybody should take a walk. <laughs> Absolutely. Like seriously, most patients too. Like you don't need to be here. Take a walk. You know, take like, a walk. get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So that should be your you like give, slogan. Since you are, 
a master NCLEX teacher. Didn't you win an award? I saw that. You won. You have Yay, it on your... Yay, I did. So talk about that. I did. So, yeah. So I've been teaching for Kaplan for about six years or so. And I do this part-time. I do keep a full-time job. Um, I work um, in, uh, right now, a uh, large academic medical center. And I do, I see all patients. Uh, I take care of patients that have HIV and federally funded clinics. And so I, that's sort of like, right, I coordinate care for the patients that have the highest needs and trying to um, get them healthy. So that's like, that's that. But then I do teach on the side and that's my passion and I do it and I, I don't want to stop doing it. So um, nurses that are coming in, I try to encourage them. I try to give them real life advice. I try to tell them that uh, it's, it's almost like, um, the advice that we give, like the, um, like disenfranchised kids that it's like, it gets better, you know, it's going to get better. I, I sort of say that, you know, cause I say it's going to be rough and, you know, and you have to have patience, but you can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, just hang in there. And the most important advice that I give any student or any new nurse, um, or even like just nurses that have been out there and are kind of like questioning their career is to like find a mentor. And there's really that I wish someone had told me that earlier on in my career. I did not have one. Um, you know, I didn't get one until I was like, you know, 10 or 15 years in. But it's really important to find someone, another colleague that, you know, hopefully it's a little bit more seasoned than you. And can kind of see you, take you under their wing, yeah. and let you just, you know, share, vent. Because and I even think you that's need a someone... good service to um, purchase as well. I mean, there's a lot of these health coaches that people will, or disability yes. coaches that they have on that Bravo TV show, show the the Housewives oh, of Beverly yeah. Hills. You know, oh, um, do you watch that one? What's her name? Um, John, uh, John um, Camps. Um, Teddy. Oh, yeah. So Teddy, she's an accountability coach. coach. And she started this whole yeah, no. Oh, yeah, accountability. Yeah, I, and I was I, like, I don't, who would pay for that? I don't that? mean that. But I definitely I don't mean pay, that. <laughs> but I would pay for, you know, going back, I would pay for a nurse accountability coach to keep me on track with my career, someone that I can call and kind of talk to about my day, about what happened, and give me direction yeah, on what to do. I would pay for true. that. That's I mean, I service. could see that. I, I could see that, but also, yeah. like, how hard I is think it to you find it for free, though? Huh? All right, maybe. Javier, but how, I, I how think, hard I is it to like find it for free? All right, but, well, but I mean, I, I'm, but it's a service. You're providing a service. I, no, I, mean, I understand. And you but, are but, providing but, but, your knowledge. I get it for free, but some, sometimes people are very draining. I think that people take things for that's granted. That's true. That's true. Free. That is true. And you're right. They're going to, they're going to, you know, but when you're paying for it, like, look at Teddy, dude. Yeah, you know, she made it a business, and she keeps. Well, I do really like her house. I so do too. Maybe, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's got that awesome house in Malibu. My she God. Does. Yeah. No. So maybe. Is uh, it Malibu now? The house. Well, no, I don't know where she lives. Denise has the house. Oh, <laughs> oh, the one that like that like they sit out and like drink coffee and like look at the water. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Yes. That's Denise. Oh, she wakes up damn. at five a.m. Well, no, every I, morning and has sex. I don't. I, like, come on. Oh, that's right. Who doesn't want that no, lifestyle? I, well, no, but for that you need to have Mary Charlie Sheen and like no, thank you, like no, <laughs> like no, I'm good. I'll just stay here. I live in the Bronx now. I'm good. Like you know, I'll just keep it here. No, but like yeah, no, but like what I was saying is that you know I just. Um, nurses need to find a mentor and it doesn't need to be like some big shot, like person professor, but it could be somebody because you need somebody to walk you through what's like expected. What's like the normal angst and the normal stress and what's like pushing you over the edge and someone that can tell you, no girl or boy, you need to quit that job. That is not yeah. okay. Yeah. Versus somebody to like, no, this happens. Like just stick it out. Like, you know, how do you pick your battles to fight? And there's going to be so many. So that, that's what I mean. And so, sure, if we, you could find, like, if there was a qualified service, like, maybe I'll start one, then sure, like, come to me and I'll tell you. But other than that, if we don't have that, then, you know, pick, like, a clinical instructor that you were fund off or, you yeah, know, a nurse that was... clinical instructors, like, I had a couple of clinical instructors um, and I would go to them and I would tell them what's going on. They really didn't care. They were just like, oh, well, that yeah, just happens. I know. Or they, I know. They kind of just push it off because, again they can't be liable for what they're telling you, you know, I, you know, had, I guess I even had one right. instructor, like 
I, where I was doing my clinicals at, as an NP, she had been working there for many years. She told me, she goes, I can't put you, you know, I can't put my name down as a reference for you because I've had other students come and get a job and they quit right away. So I can't do that for you. That's what she told yeah, me. Yeah. So I was I just mean, like, and I, that's I fine. That. I, that's fine. I respect that because the girl that got the job instead of me, cause she had one year under her belt and I took her job at the, the, <laughs> the doctor that I was working for. She literally lasted two months tried to come back yeah. and get her job and the guy was like shit i got someone better <laughs> wow <she> spanish <laughs> well oh well he's like but- he's like can you believe she left me like a like a divorcee like a divorced wife for another man and now she's trying to come back she knows what she left <laughs> nah. i got myself a better person Stupid. <laughs> Well, you know, I guess, I guess I take for granted that, uh, you know, that every instructor is like conscientious and, you know, really passionate about their students. So I guess I'll just say that like my favorite clinical instructors, me then, you know, so then let's not like include them in in students search for mentorship, but, but just, I just say like, they need to have one. They need to, you know, sometimes it could be just like a, a colleague that like has been working right. in the place for longer than you or whatever, you know, just someone that can just walk you through because at every single like step of the way, you are going to come across a situation that is going to make you say, oh my God, I need to quit or, oh my God, I'm not cut out for this. Or right. I, I can't believe I went into nursing. This was a wrong choice for me. How do I get out? Like, it's right. just going to happen because it's a high intensity work. So, right. you know, and I don't want you to, I don't, I'm trying to prevent the five year gap to like get out. Don't get out. You know, I don't want you to come five years and say, this is terrible. I'm out of here, you know, and right. go back to working at the bank. You're like, no, I want you to like stay and like keep trying. And, you know, that right. that's my thing, you know? So, so that's why I push mentorship and that's like my universal um, goal, but like, you know, um, and also just to understand that this profession is not for everyone. And I wish that nursing school would like weed out. It used to be really strict and it used to be like, Oh, if you got like, you know, if you didn't show up with your crispy uniform, that's like iron, you're out. And you know, if you didn't, you know, like bow your head and do this, you're out. And I'm not advocating that, but I'm just saying that it used to have mechanisms to weed out the students that were like just not a good fit and now it doesn't because it's right. like a it for-profit market right Right, and I worked at a for-profit college where these students I mean I I don't know where they got them from I think they just opened their doors and was like anybody can come to this program <laughs> and some people Probably. were just like oh my god it was it was really scary and they didn't even take um medical terminology because it wasn't a requirement. Wow. So they didn't even know. I was teaching like basic, which I hate teaching basic because yeah, like like fundamentals. I have to realize yeah. the fundamentals. I hate teaching fundamentals. And I was like, and I was working at a school that they make you teach like five subjects. You know, you have to yeah. teach so much. And um, plus do clinicals and plus do all this stuff. And I was a like, so, and I go, for the love of God, please do not make me teach fundamentals. My brain can't go that slow. I, I don't even remember fundament, fundamentals. <laughs> like I have to go and teach how to make a bed, you know, mm-hmm. like you had to really go down there. Nowadays, thinking back, I think I would like teaching fundamentals. I think I'd be really good at it. But back then I was like, please don't let me do yeah. it. You hired me yeah. as advanced practice. And now you want me to teach fundamentals. Right. Like they're like, well, you're a yeah. nurse. You should be able to teach anything as a professor. Not true. That's true. Not true. Well, Not true. but, but, but technically, yes. <laughs> you know, if you're in education, you got to, well, you know, the last time I taught fundamentals, which it, it is, you're right. It's like boring. Right. But whatever. So actually, <laughs> I tried I was to make like it learning. as fun as possible because I was, I was doing yeah. a lot back then. So I was like constantly doing comedy in fundamentals, you know, trying right. to put it together just to make it more fun. But, um, but yeah, the last time I was teaching it, I, you know, we were doing the bed making thing, which is like really stupid. Right. And so, but you have to, whatever. So I'm doing but you know it, what? So Making like, a bed can change your life. I'm gonna just segue into. Oh, it really can. Because it, really I had, can. I, it can change your life. I mean, I had so many students in the class who didn't make their bed. Like guys, they don't make their bed, right? So I was like, right. you know, watch. I, I want you to do a project. I want you to do every day. You want to make your bed before you come to school. Like, don't leave your home right. before you make your bed. And I want I want you to tell me how it's changed your life. And you know what? People were like, dude. 
that is so, how did you know that? Oh my God. You know, um, something that I do, I always make my bed before I leave my home. Uh, rare, rarely do I not do it. I mean, I grew up with an OCD Italian mom. So it's like, <laughs> that's the number one fundamental thing. And um, they came back to me and they were just like, oh my gosh. So I think I got called into the dean's office one day because I don't know, some student reported me, which was a daily occurrence. And yeah. um, looked at them. I gave them the stink eye, you know, and I go, my face is just mm. like that. My eyebrows, the browless, she didn't do a good job. And now everybody thinks I'm mad mm. at them, you know, type of thing. Do you have resting so, bitch face? Yeah. I, I, it depends on my eyebrows. And, and back oh. then a medical assistant brought this up to me. She goes, you look like you have resting bitch face one day. And I was right. like, Why? what are you talking about? She goes, it's your eyebrows. And so I, I kind of was looking and I was like, Oh my God, because people would report me all the time. And it was the oh, wow. eyebrows. So I'm very conscious when I go in because people want to arch my brows. And I was like, please no. I go, this is what we're wow. doing. Wow. Right, 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 right. I change the, the formation. It does really, the eyebrows do a lot for your face. I change. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't really get that anymore. People would be like, she's huh. mad. And my eyebrows were very arched. So nobody, done. So it was so very, nobody very, goes to management anymore. No. Now, it's um, amazing. <laughs> Imagine you could have you could have been doing that for like twenty years. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Shit, thank you for telling me." You know, all you needed to do is go to Anastasia and Beverly Hills, and then oh, problem solved. Right? Yes, it'd be like three hundred, seven hundred bucks to get my eyebrows done. Sure. Yeah, but how many performance improvement plans you could have avoided at right. the workplace? <laughs> right. Right. Well, going back to the story, so the, the guy, you know, I get called in and I go, but I've changed so many lives. I've taught them how to make a bed. You can ask the guys. They're like, oh my God, I've changed my life. And so, and so the other day, I tried to make it a joke, you know, like an improv. I always tried to improv. And it's so one sure. I don't care about making beds. And I was like, you should. It could change your life. You know? It can. It can. Anyway. You're, you are the accountability coach. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah that, so that is you are you are Teddy also. The bed making, you know, because That's I didn't right. know how to make a bed. I didn't know how to make a bed when I went to nursing school. I was about twenty one years old, and I was still living with my parents. My mom made my bed every single day because she's a she's an OCD. You know, she has yeah, to right. make it wait because yeah. if I made it, she would say it's not perfect, and she would go and remake or, it. You know, because she couldn't look at it, and it, for her, it gave her a lot of anxiety. So she would just have to go and make it. You know, it's right because of all the creases thing. that you didn't take care yeah. of. Yeah, of course. Or the iron. It can change your life for the pillowcases. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so anyway, but we have so wrapping mother, this all up. Yeah, yeah. Wrapping <laughs> this all up, Veronica. So what yeah. are some pearls for the MCLEX that you could give students if they are listening? Um, I would say the most important thing is to manage the experience of the exam. So um, given that you sort of did well in school, you know, passed all your classes, you know, and made it to graduation, then chances are that you are pretty good on content, right? Like I'm going to, you know, take a leap and say you're good. You could pass this. You have it in you. It's in your brain. It's just a matter of recall, bringing it forward in your brain when you know, you get asked the question. So what really sets students apart, meaning the ones that pass it, the ones that fail it, is they did not manage that experience of the test, right? So yeah, so what that means is people, you know, either didn't study enough, not like hours wise, but like in enough following the format, like what kind of, you know, which is a computer assisted test, a CAT, which is a different kind of test. It's not like your regular you know uh, multiple choice yeah and it, it, it's it's dynamic it, it moves with you so it's almost like it's tracking your move so it's sensing if you have a problem so if you start if you freak out if you get nervous about a question or if your mind goes blank then chances are that you're going to get the next one wrong and the next one wrong right and that's when you get into trouble because you get into a pattern and then the computer reads that as like all right this person really struggling let let me give them easy questions mm -hmm. and those are the ones that lead you to not pass right because you need to be at a passing level so in order to combat that is i always tell students you know manage your experience meaning learn how to sit straight and still for the duration of the exam 
like calm, take deep breaths, like try to manage that anxiety in place, right? Because mm-hmm. you, it may take you six hours. Like you don't know how long you're going to sit there. Right. So like maybe you'll be out in an hour and a half, maybe two, but maybe you'll sit there for six. You don't know. So right. make sure you are coming with a disposition, you know, make sure that you don't have like really pressing things to do. Like, you know, like, like I have, you know, I have students that are trying to take the Senclex when, you know, they just had a newborn and they're oh breastfeeding God, yeah. or, you know, oh. right. Stuff like that. And it's like, maybe that's not the best time to take this exam because right. how are you going to focus on this when you're like, have to go on a break so you can pump, come on now. Like that's, you know, and, and I'm not saying like, you know, nurse happen, nursing happens like throughout your life and, you know, things come out about, you know, you could be experiencing like a loss or like trauma or like something right. happened. And I get it that you need to like do it, but you need to just try to fit this exam in as like an isolated version of your life as possible so that you could manage that. You could manage the hours that it takes to study and like, you know, any distractions that you could isolate them. You know, if you yeah. live in like a really raucous like house or whatever, or a lot of noise, like maybe go to the library and like, but do it, like make it as like, if it was your job, you know, that's, you know, preparing for the exam and, and preparing to manage that experience of the test is like, as important as the actual study part like you know I that you. that is almost because a lot of students say like oh you know I bought all the books and I'm doing all the questions I've done like a thousand or whatever it's it's not about the volume it's not about how many questions you answered it's like are you grasping it are you like improving like yeah manage your scores like right. watch how like when you take your practice test are you seeing what you're getting are you going back and reviewing are you reviewing the wrong answers like that right. is super important like, you know, so those are all the things I tell my students, like that test experience needs to be managed. I think that's great, great advice. And I want to thank you today for playing cards with me and having this oh, was great. discussion about nursing school, about where nursing is going, where it needs to go. And yeah, and I'm so excited for my Nurses Week or Nurses Month series coming up. And it was just such a pleasure. Veronica. It really was. Yes. Yeah, and follow Veronica on Twitter. You. What's your Twitter handle and your link? Yes. At Lavero Nurse. L-A-V-E-R-O Nurse. That's your Twitter. Cool. Yeah, because we're right. we're on there. We're on there duking it out. We're on there. I'm always, yeah. you know, on the lookout, pro nursing, you know, um, you know, down with the patriarchy and uh, right. resist and all that. Yep. Coolio. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, nurses and hypochondriacs, for listening. And until next time, keep nursing on. I don't know what to say, but leave us a rating, okay? I need those ratings. All right. I would just so love it. Anyway, thank you again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Nurses and Hypochondriacs. We would so appreciate you giving us a five star rating. And don't forget to download the Nurse Backpack app. It's free. It's easy to use. It's great credential management. It's secure. It's safe. It gives you expiration date reminders, puts together a resume package for you, and you get the ability to send documents and your resume to anyone. Go ahead, download the app today. The link is at the end of the podcast notes. Also follow us at Nurses and Hypochondriacs on Facebook, Nurses and Hypocon on Twitter, and on Instagram, we're under Rogue Nurse Media. Till next time.